As a food truck owner, you will be invited to many gigs that may or may not be profitable for you. Let's talk about negotiation and how to not burn bridges. Welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach, author of five food truck vending books, including Food Truck 101 and Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The average potential client has zero knowledge of your operating costs, and honestly, they really just don't care. All they want is a great food truck that offers amazing food and great service. In their mind, they're offering you an opportunity for your business. Remember, they already like you. That's why they approached you in the first place. So how you handle the offer will determine if you get more opportunities or even a recommendation from this particular client. Everyone negotiates something every single day. People develop different negotiation styles without even realizing it. This creates a habit that we tend to rely on when we start to negotiate. This creates a style, and we use that same style over and over because it's worked for us in the past. Always relying on the same style of negotiation can result in an unfavorable outcome, and it could result in the loss of a great opportunity. The most common negotiation styles are competition, collaboration, compromise, accommodation, and avoidance. So let's talk about all of those. And there are two factors to consider when you're going to be making that determination of which style to use. Those factors are the desired outcome and the relationship with the client. Outcome is easy. All you got to do is answer, what do I gain? What do I lose? However, like most human interaction, relationship is a bit more complicated. How will the negotiation affect your relationship with that client going forward? A bad offer today doesn't mean that same client won't come to you with a great opportunity tomorrow. So how you turn down that bad offer, you might also be turning down a great offer in the future. When presented with an opportunity, you have to ask yourself this. How important is the outcome that's going to be gained by doing negotiation? And then how important is the past, present, and the future relationship with the other party? Keeping those questions in mind, let's talk about the different styles of negotiation. The first one, competition. You can think of that as, I win, you lose. In a lot of negotiations, you'll hear this referred to as playing hardball. This tactic is for you to achieve your needs without any kind of regard for what the other party needs from you. A competitive negotiation style is beneficial when the outcome is important, but the relationship isn't. So I'm going to shock you right now. Asking for a minimum is an I win, you lose tactic. The person offering you an opportunity to park at the brewery or to come to do a graduation party or go to an apartment complex, whatever the opportunity is. So I'm going to shock you now. Asking for a minimum is an I win, you lose tactic. The client, the person that's offering you an opportunity to park at a brewery or an apartment complex, 
They think they're giving you an opportunity to make money, and you go, dude, I need a minimum. So now the client is being asked to pay you if your truck cannot attract enough of its own business to fit whatever number you toss out. The client loses, but you win because you get a guaranteed amount. The relationship becomes damaged when you go up to them and say, hey, dude, you owe me 500 bucks. I didn't make my minimum. You'll not be given another opportunity from this client. And then everyone else he tells about your food truck couldn't even generate its own sales to sustain itself. So you do that at a brewery, and you know he's talking to other brewery owners. You do that at an apartment complex. They're going to talk to other apartment complex owners. You have no clue. The same property manager might be over 10 or 12 different complexes. And now you just lost the opportunity for great business because you said, I need a minimum, you got to pay me money. This style is often used by inexperienced negotiators who believe either it is the only viable style to have or they've had success with it in the past. Just because someone agrees to a minimum doesn't make it the best practice, and it certainly doesn't make you a great food truck. The next type of negotiation is collaboration. And you can think of that as I win and you win. Both relationship and outcome are important in this kind of scenario. This is where you want to be when you're doing most of your negotiations. The purpose is simple. Maximize the outcome and you preserve the relationship. Both parties are willing to understand the other party's needs. So let's stick with that minimum theme. When presented with a free parking spot to transact business at a brewery, apartment complex, doesn't matter. Try asking the business owner what they want out of the relationship. What are they looking to get from you? Why do they want you there in the first place? Are they looking to just provide an occasional amenity to their own guest pool? Are they looking to increase their sales, hoping that you bring in more people than they do? you got to understand what they want before you can negotiate and make it worthwhile for both of you. And there are a ton of things you can do with collaboration, especially when it comes to breweries or apartment complexes or homeowners associations. And not one of those things is, hey, dude, I need a minimum. Once you know their needs, you can work out a solution that benefits both of you. Remember, this scenario is I win, you win. Ideally, you want to come back frequently to this business, this brewery, this apartment complex, and you want those visits to benefit both parties, being you and then the business owner, the apartment manager, whomever. A collaboration negotiation is the most difficult to employ because why? It requires an investment in both time and energy in our industry and the way that we train ourselves. It's all about time and it's all about speed, or at least it should be. This style of negotiation can be time consuming. It can be slow because there has to be the give and take of information and there has to be the give and take on what's offered and what's accepted. The reward, however, can be great because if you make a difference in the brewery's business, they're going to brag about you to other brewery owners. They're going to want you to come back more often. It's all about are you going to be a leech and leech off of their business or are you going to provide your own business and they get your overflow. Compromise is the next negotiation style. Compromise means we're going to split the difference. Compromising is the style most people think of as a negotiation, but it really is just bargaining. Compromisers use this style instead of finding a solution that fully benefits both parties. Compromise balances the time-energy equation from the collaboration style, but it still tries to gain something for both parties. It may result in satisfying some of your needs and some of the client's needs, but it also may not maximize the situation as much as collaboration will. 
it can also bring about a remorseful feeling because you, after you sign the contract and you're going to show up, you go, man, I gave away too much. I don't feel good about this situation. That's because you just decided to split the difference rather than explain what you need and try to understand what they need. The next style of negotiation is called accommodation. And this is, I lose, but you win. It's the direct opposite, as you can tell, of the competitive style, where it's I win, you lose. Here, the relationship means everything. The outcome is not as important. You're going to see this type of negotiation a lot in personal relationships. If you have a spouse, a significant other, you have done this at some point. Hey, where do you want to eat? Then you start talking back and forth about what each other wants. And eventually it's, ah, whatever you want's fine with me. Because you've grown tired of the back and forth. You want the other person to just decide so you can go eat because you're hungry. The accommodating style might be used in a situation where someone has caused harm and needs to repair the relationship. This style could be a tactic in order to increase support and assistance from a client if we're talking about business now. And your hope is they will be more accommodating in the future, but that becomes a gamble. So you give up something to get them to allow you to come set up on their lot, and you're crossing your fingers and hoping that because you gave up something this time, they'll be more accommodating in the future. Accommodation can build trust, it can show respect, it can enhance relationships. But again, the major drawback is it may appear to be condescending towards the client, which makes them feel uncomfortable because they got an easy win. Compromise may sound great, but it does create some unusual feelings on both sides. Then there's avoidance, which is I lose and so do you. You lose too. This negotiation style is used when both the outcome and the relationship are just not important. Negotiations can be costly in terms of time and energy. Do the costs of negotiation outweigh the outcome and damage of the relationship? If so, it may not be preferable to negotiate at all. This strategy is implemented by withdrawing from an active negotiation or by avoiding the negotiation entirely. An avoidance style is used infrequently, and it's often used when the negotiation concerns a matter that is trivial to both sides. If you find yourself looking at avoidance going, well, I do this, I don't get what I want, and they don't get what they want, you don't need to be negotiating in the first place. This also becomes one of those that works in a personal relationship more frequently. You get so upset about something and you don't want to admit that you're wrong, so you just stick with your guns. The other person doesn't want to admit that they're wrong. They stick with their guns, so you both lose. We negotiate every single day, whether it's in business or it is in a personal relationship. The idea in business negotiations is you're looking to make both parties winners. I get to win. I get something I really, really want. I'm going to give you something you really, really want. And I can promise you, collaboration never has what I need a minimum, dude. Thank you so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know I got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.